But the people you can really learn from are the people who are somewhat disappointed um, if they can't, if they couldn't use your product every day. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 212. Our very special guest today is Nadia Tatlau, CEO of Shift. Nadia is the Chief Executive Officer of Shift, TryShift.com, is a passionate entrepreneur, marketer, and startup enthusiast. She has taken the company from startup to scale up with 40x ARR growth between 2018 and 2020. Nadia and her team are on a mission to make the world a more productive place by bringing focus and impact to each workday. Outside of work, Nadia enjoys exploring her home on the beautiful west coast of Canada, traveling, trying new restaurants, and spending time with her friends and family. Nadia Tatlow, thank you so much for being on my show. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you, finally. Definitely. Thank you for being here. Uh, vast experience in PR and marketing, the CEO of Shift. I want to go back before we get into you know, your, your professional journey. Where, where do you come from and, and how do you go about your journey wanting to become the CEO of a startup? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll... So I, grew, I am Canadian, I'm based in Victoria, B.C., um, and that's where Shift is um, has been founded and, and grown from day one. So the whole team is based here on the West Coast. Um, my background, I actually moved to Victoria about seven years ago from Toronto. Um, so I did my undergrad and schooling um, at Queen's University in Kingston. Um, and I guess before that, I had moved around a lot growing up um, with my family. So um, I think, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial about the way I approach work and um, and that's kind of been a, a theme from th- from day one for me um, I've also I think lived in a lot of different places and that has influenced a lot about um, I think the way I work and the way I want to work and, and, and just how I think about work in general um, so I think yeah I, when I found Victoria to be honest I moved here because I thought it was such a beautiful city um, I have some family here so there was uh that was kind of calling me from from you know moving across the country um you know in my 20s so yeah I think you know wanting to be able to live in Victoria and build a company and sort of um achieve all the things in my career that I want to do um it seemed like a kind of an awesome opportunity when I when I originally took a job out on out in Victoria to to start building that out and um and yeah I couldn't couldn't be happier to be here it's a it's not a bad place to be even even through this COVID and pandemic uh stuff we're all going through so how do you find yourself you know you're starting with PR and marketing right that's you've held several positions in that world and before initiating shift so what was it about that industry that that interested you and why make that transition later on to becoming the CEO of shift yeah, so um, I guess the reason I got into PR, the first I remember the first time I heard what public relations was, I was actually doing a, um, in university, I took a summer job at a daycare, like a Montessori daycare, and I got chatting with one of the parents that I just seemed seemed kind of like a cool guy. And, um, and I remember he had founded his own uh, PR consulting business. And so that was really my first time uh, getting any uh, introduction to what PR was. I did my undergrad in political science. So, um, and, and I love, you know, I love talking about politics and I love, you know, that world of, so I, I you know, but I also realized, you know, in, uh, I was graduating kind of post 2008, and uh, realizing political science wasn't the, you know, the 
direct path into the kind of job that I wanted to get. So um, after talking to him, I remember thinking, you know what, this is such a um, an amazing kind of introduction into business. And, um, and I think a lot about business, you know, uh, comes down to PR and whether it's kind of business PR and brand PR or personal PR. Um, it's all, it's all very important. And also to tell, telling the story and the narrative about your work or your company or yourself um, is so critical to success. Um, so I decided to do a post-grad program in public relations. Um, met a bunch of amazing people through that. And it was a great network to kind of jumpstart my career. So that launched me into working at a marketing agency in Toronto, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, but ultimately, I, I think I saw myself moving more into the product side. Um, I think I saw the, you know, the highs and lows of, eight, of what it is to work in uh, an agency. Um, and you learn a lot and you move fast and, and you really learn kind of the service role. Um, and you get to exposure to so many cool brands and products. But I think I realized uh, pretty quickly that I wanted to, you know, build something um, of my own and, and really kind of be, be the, the person behind a brand rather than um, kind of serving someone else's. So there comes Shift. So, so what is Shift? What are you trying to do there? So Shift, I think in the shortest amount of words, is a browser for work. Um, so we started Shift about three years ago, um, really as a um, really solving for the pain point of multiple email accounts. So um, and and there's a little bit of backstory in that Shift actually spun out of a company I was working at. So I was managing marketing across um, a bunch of different brands at a at a company here in Victoria. Um, and there were a few of us that sort of uh, you know would jump on a project every time we had a new idea to, um, or, you know, product idea, we would sort of fire up, you know, Nadia at whatever this new product idea was. So domain and email, and that meant calendar and drive associated with each of those. So we could, you know, we were, we were very much in this world of multiple email accounts. Like I think I had seven or eight at the, at the time we launched shift. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one side of the, uh, the workflow pain point that we were solving for. But we, we approached Shift from day one is let's, we have this pain point ourselves. Let's build um, something uh, to solve for this and then see the reaction and the response and sort of build iteratively on the product from there. Um, so almost as soon as we launched Shift, we started getting feedback that people uh, like, this is amazing. I also have this pain point. A lot of people working in design or marketing or consulting businesses where they also kind of lived the same experience as us. Um, and then they, but they also, you know, often had extensions and apps and basically all these other things they were doing at work in the browser that they wanted to move out. Um, so that really fired up our engine and told us that we had, you know, early signal of product market fit. And, um, and that really kind of uh, the vision for Shift was much, much bigger than an email service. It was uh, really a browser for work. So when you say browser for work, what does that actually mean tangibly? What is, if I go to Shift right now, what would I see? Yeah, so you can download Shift at tryshift.com. It's a downloadable desktop app. So it sits on your um on your computer, just like, you know, if you use the, the Slack, Slack's desktop app, um, right. it's a similar kind of download experience. Um, so it uh, basically, it's built on the Electron framework, um, which is actually the same framework that, that Slack is built on. Um, 
and you know you you download it for free you set it up and then we have a premium experience that you can upgrade to if you decide you need you know all the apps and all the extensions um unified search workspaces all that so um so really, you know, the the way I look at it is most of us now will um, operate, you know, throughout our workday with uh, a, a browser kind of open at all times. And everyone has a very different workflow. Some people open multiple browser windows um, to, you know, organize their workflow. Some people actually um, have the... Um, you know, are, are consistent about Gmail profiles. And, and that's amazing if you are. Um, and so they'll organize work and personal and, and whatever else they do by Gmail profiles. Other people will use multiple browsers. So Safari, Chrome, um, Edge, whatever it is that, that you like. Um, so, but what we found is that this, this workflow experience is very different for everyone. Um, and there's no one way that everyone likes to work and is consistent about working. So we want to kind of give you this flexibility with shift, but also spoon feed you a much more organized sort of streamlined um, experience so you can actually get work done and, and stop having to kind of do the administrative, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of buzz about there, like out there about, you know, work about work. So trying to remove that work about work for you so that you can actually focus on, you know, do focused work and, and kind of eliminate distractions. So if you're looking at your insights into the product, and, and it's interesting because you, you say you transitioned from PR and marketing more toward, gravitating more towards the product and then really going through that entrepreneurial process of finding product market fit, going spinning off of different products, pivoting, and then finding, finding your sweet spot. What were some of your aha moments along the way with Shift that you said, ah, I now understand, I have an insight that a lot of others may not have right now. Yeah, um, I think that's an interesting one. Like, I think it's been very, like, sometimes I think about the way we've approached the business very much as um, horse before the cart. So I think my background in marketing and, and the company that we spun out of was very much along this, you know, uh, performance minded when it came to marketing. So prove that there's product market fit before you over invest in, um, in building a, a cart that might not solve the right problem. So um, it was an aha moment when, and probably the biggest aha moment in, in the early days when our customers started asking for, and very early customers started asking for extensions and apps and basically, okay, this is, we want more than just email. Um, email is kind of a focus point, but it's not, it's not our entire workday. So um, they were asking for that. And, and you always have to balance out, I think, um, running a company, how much you listen to customers and how much you uh, and how long you wait and how many requests for something right. especially in the early days need to pile up before you really take action um, but it was so clear so that was a aha moment very early on um, I think um, you know I think now what we're working on is really more focused on how to how to help people work better together in shift so this has been another really I think aha moment um, we all have our workflows and sort of our, um, I think our individual work styles and, and with shift, it's interesting because, um, we talk a lot about like tab hoarding and sort of that, um, that mess that can pile up on your computer that you actually don't want anyone else to see. Right. 
Um, I'm looking at a mess right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the end of a workday, uh, which you're at, I guess, you know, you have you could have dozens of tabs open windows, and you don't even know where your your day started or ended. And yeah, and then that's a pretty common. That shameful, you just close all of them because you would just want to start scratch. You don't even want to understand what you had over there. And yeah. it, it's off every day, totally. the same thing. Totally. Yeah. And I think that it's so common, but there's also sort of some shame around that. Um, so we wanted to help people streamline that and also um, sort of better prepare themselves for when you're, especially with all this work from home stuff, um, when you're jumping on a video call with someone and then all of a sudden they want you to share your screen and you, you want to be, you want to look and feel prepared. Um, so we built uh, a layer on shift called workspaces. Um, and essentially, you can think of that as like a focused collection of tabs, apps, right. bookmarks that you would actually want to work with someone else um, on. So you can easily just share it with your collaborators. And then there you go. You've got this clean um, place to get stuff done. So that was a big aha moment, too, is that, you know, as individual as uh, your, your personal workflow every day is, um, we don't work in silos. Most of us don't work by ourselves. Um, and, and I think the more we work from home and the more um, we're forced to do Zoom for everything, um, the more we kind of have to put purpose back in, in the way we work together. Right. I think, I think that's really interesting. One of the things that I uh, was fascinated by this past year, in one of my classes at Stanford, we read the, a case study about Superhuman by Rahul and okay. a first round um, magazine. And it was talking about how he found his sort of NPS score and, and how he figured out what are the, who are his target customers and how, to, um, and how to accelerate the growth on certain areas of his company to target those customers. Do you have any, any process that you're thinking through of how do I understand, how do I cluster my customers and how do I really make sure I maximize on those that really love our product? Yeah, um, that's interesting. They, I think Superhuman has done an amazing job of that and of understanding their core audience and um, and speaking to them. I, you know, the, even the onboarding flow that um, they did and the and the fact that it's really all it, it they force the word of mouth. Like I think I think you still have to have an introduction to um, their team in order to get superhuman so you can't even just download it right um which is really interesting and i and it really allows for that that word of mouth but you know across the internet um to feel a lot more authentic so um you know we, what we do is we really i mean we definitely see demographic um consistencies you know and, and groupings of, of people that we know shift will really speak to um but I think our audience is, is very, very broad. Like it's, we have, and, and the more diverse and broadly we can um, speak to people, the better. So, um, you know, we do things like uh, on board, like there's surveys within shift where you can, you know, where we, we ask things about job title and, um, and industry so that we can better understand and better cater to each of those people. Um, you know, we, we end up seeing a lot of, um, I think millennials are a huge part of our core audience um, because so many of us have, you know, work life, um, maybe a side hustle and a personal life that all, a lot of those 
part of those lives happen on the internet. So uh, you have email accounts and calendars and apps that go with each one. So helping people organize and, and make sense of that work-life balance that I think we're all trying to achieve. Um, so we see consistency with that, but with the onboarding process and, and even NPS scores, actually Superhuman did a really interesting um, survey of their users that we um, also uh, we, we saw and, and ended up using for our customer base as well, um, where they asked um, the customer base, how disappointed would you be if you no longer had whatever products so of Superhuman or Shift? Um, nice. and, yeah. and that was awesome because it's it kind of, um, the results, we actually got the exact same results with our audiences as he had laid out in his article about it, um, where, you know, I think it was 25% of people were very disappointed if no shift, 50% were somewhat disappointed and 25% were not disappointed. Um, and those results have informed a lot of, um, what we do and who we do it for. Um, the key point that really stuck with me with that is that you're always going to have this 25%. Well, you're not always, but you really are amazed by this 25% of kind of super fans. And we get those, um, you know, those ambassadors that, you know, shift is their daily driver and they can't live without it. And we love those people. And we, we love talking to those people and getting their feedback, but the people you can really learn from are the people who are somewhat disappointed um, if they can't, if they couldn't use your product every day. So really kind of digging into like where that somewhat came from, um, has been a great, um, or a very informative, um, exercise for us. I think one of the things that I took away from, from doing that exploration and, and understanding and, and as a superhuman fan myself, it was about understanding that it's okay to that it's okay to sort of give up on certain groups and focus on others. And I think it's almost intuitive for us to see that there's a group that really doesn't care, and you're almost insulted that they don't care. So you want to work to win their validity and get them to join to join you, and you sort of and you don't realize that they're they might not be the right group to maximize your efforts on, especially as you're a fast growing early stage startup. You can only focus so much of your energy on certain areas, and and it's definitely important to know where to focus them what, what has been the most challenging and most rewarding part of this journey for you and, and i and one thing that, that i wanted to bring up that we didn't get to discuss was you didn't actually start out as the ceo of shift right you started out as a manager as a general manager there you've proven yourself and then you then you uh, became the ceo but but what were some of the biggest challenges and rewards along the way um yeah, the, I think the challenges are, are kind of tied into exactly what you just said, which is, um, especially with Shift, like our, our audience is basically anyone who uses a browser at work all day, which is right. all of us. Um, and and we, can, we can prioritize the way we um, approach customer acquisition, um, which is really, you know, a, a big part of our competitive edge and, and how we've really grown um, as fast as we had. So I think, um, I think it's segmenting your audience when you have them. It's, it's very exciting to have a massive audience. It's also a huge technological or technical challenge. Um, but it's, it's really, you know, finding ways to splice and dice that audience. So you can, you can tackle exact the most important pieces first and the, and speak to the most important, um, audiences first. So now I think, you know, three years in it's, um, it's fun to be able to have a core engine of people that we know we can reach and reach very efficiently. Um, but then consistently sort of layer on and, and broaden 
uh, who we speak to and, and how we speak to them. Um, so that's a big focus right now is, is really broadening that. Um, the second part of your question, um, what was the other part? I'm the kind of, the, sorry. The rewards, some of the most oh, rewarding yeah. So the, parts. Yeah, the rewarding part about it is I think um, building a team, like building a team is so critical to, I mean, ultimately, you know, you go from kind of doing everything yourself um, with a couple other people. So, um, and then right. really sort of hiring the people who are ultimately going to build the product um, in the later stages. So I think um, it's rewarding and challenging, but I think a lot about, um, you know, the builder, the creator, the builder and the optimizer um, and where we're at now, you know, we're, um, you know, we have, you know, a significant customer base of, of people that are using shift every day to drive their work day. Um, so we have a lot of responsibility to those people. So there's a ton of optimizations and bug fixes and requests and customer success, um, you know, tickets that we're dealing with all day. So that is a huge part of the business now that we have this responsibility to these customers year over year. Um, but you have to keep creating and you have to keep building. So um, balancing that out. And then I think ultimately identifying people on your team um, as, as one of those or some combination of those, it's definitely not black and white and, and people evolve over time. But um, at the stage we're at, you know, uh, we do need all three of those. And, um, and I think there is, um, you know, it's, it's exciting because there's so much opportunity for everyone on the team to sort of evolve into um, the positions that are best for them um, and sort of grow with the company. So, yeah, I think that's, a, that's rewarding and that's rewarding for me. I think a lot about it as almost manifesting our own, uh, our own growth trajectory and manifesting what we want out of our own career, which has always been sort of my driving force. 100%. I think I think that's just wonderful. And I, and I want to thank you for being so generous with your time. 20 minutes go by very, very fast. And, and I really appreciate you to do this. And before we leave, I have to put you on the spot one time and I have to ask you for three words that you would use to describe yourself. Or if I ask anybody that is working with you or for you, what are three words that uh, they would use to describe Nadia? Hmm. Um, I think... Uh... Probably excitable, um, open-minded, and um, and hardworking. I love it. Kandia, thank you so, so much. This was really great, and I can't wait to share this with the world. Thank you so much, Michael. Hey.